This is The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. It's the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, without Jeremy Green, with the discount Jeremy Green. (laughs) Today, here on ESPN Asheville, Brian Haynes filling in for the Ginger Ninja once again. Ladies and gentlemen, hello, hello, hello. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it's... uh, I'm running on fumes today, uh, I'll be honest with I'm you. Uh, last night in the Sportsocracy, check us out on YouTube. Uh, be sure to subscribe to the Sportsocracy. Check us out live every weekday morning at 10 a.m. in the Wicked Weed studio. And for special events, we go live for the entire event. And yeah. we did that last night for the NBA draft. Uh-huh. It was seven and a half hours of just hanging out, talking basketball. We talked a lot of football as well. Yeah, Drinking a lot of Wicked Weed beers. It was a whole lot of fun, but as you can imagine, getting up this morning for the radio show or for the uh, YouTube show was yeah. was a little, a little, a little trying. After seeing when I seeing you when I pulled in today, I was I looked at myself and said, "Self, uh, that you probably made a good decision without going to the <laughs> NBA did. draft last you night. You made a great decision um, by coming in and, uh, and <laughs> hanging out with us last night for the NBA draft. But we appreciate everybody who came in and uh, popped in, commented on the video last night." And we will continue, like I say, to do that for all of the special events going mm-hmm. on around uh, the sports world. It's usually a good time. Oh, absolutely. We went uh, all three days full on with the NFL draft. Um, we've done the schedule releases. We, we Just every special event. We like to hang out with, with our friends and family, and we consider you to be both. So be sure to uh, subscribe to the Sportsocracy on YouTube. Uh, anyhow, last night was the NBA draft, and hey, yeah. how about them Charlotte Hornets, baby? I was, I'm telling you. At, they, at first, I was I was like, uh, I didn't really... I, you know, Book Night is really, really good, and I, I thought he was getting a lot of... He was driving up the boards over the last couple weeks. I think it was the right decision. At first, I was like, oh, why aren't you getting a big guy? Uh, and then, you know, you hear Mason Plumlee got traded and all these kind of things. It made sense by the end of the day. Mm-hmm. I felt like they had probably top five draft. I would say so. Yeah. They're, they are considered one of my winners of the draft. Absolutely. Striking a deal with the New York Knicks to get mm-hmm. the number 19 pick in the draft and getting Kai Jones, the guy that I wanted at 11. Not not saying anything against James Booknight, but... yeah. Uh, Kai Jones, I thought that was a guy that you could not pass up. A 6'11 guy who can shoot 40% from three-point range. Uh, yeah, I'm going to have that. I'm going to have a lot of that. And I think he'll spend some time with Greensboro in the in the, in the the G League um, to begin the season. I'm not sure he's making the opening day roster. Mm. I, I honestly, yeah, I do I believe. About that. He's going to have to, he's going to have to learn to play in the NBA style. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit different for him. Okay. But I, I like, I like that pick. And my Knicks just didn't seem that they ever wanted to take make a draft pick last night. They kept trading and trading and trading <laughs> and trading. Although I was pretty pretty happy. I like Quentin Grimes a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, watching him, didn't get to watch much of him in the regular season, but in the tournament, you saw this kid can play, and I think he's he's a good fit in New York. Um, and the really for the Knicks, as my Knicks as I like to call them, you know what I mean. Um, I really enjoyed. I think the sleeper. 
was the the Rokus um, Giabatis or whatever the heck, Jucubatis. Yacubitis. Yacubitis, yes. Yeah. Uh, they were able to get him in a trade um, with the Thunder, and I really, really like this guy. I think he's going to fit well in New York. Other than that. So do you consider the Knicks a winner last night? I consider them a, a, more of a wait and see. More of a <laughs> <laughs> Um, how surprised were you at the top of the draft? How su- I was I was very surprised when Toronto came up at four and they did not take Jalen Suggs. I think everybody had convinced themselves that Jalen Suggs was going to be the pick. He was he's the point guard heir apparent, or as many thought he would be to Kyle Lowry. They didn't they didn't do that. They still have Fred VanVleet. I get it. You know. Um, I think that Scotty Barnes is a more versatile player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that he's going to give you more night in and night out when you already have a Fred Van Vliet on your roster. I think that worked out pretty great for Orlando because they now end up with uh, Jalen Suggs, who I, I absolutely love Jalen Suggs. I think he's going to be a superstar, mm-hmm. um, perennial all-star. I think it might take a year or two, but I think this guy's going to be great. I my my biggest surprise was the Rockets not taking Evan Mobley at number two. I don't disagree with them taking Jalen Green. I think he could has more of a ceiling, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, I just felt like Evan Mobley was probably the pick that they should have gone with. I, that was a little bit surprising to me. And after that, I thought Josh Giddy got drafted really high. Um, and to me, the Warriors, they, they killed it. I mean, they get... Jonathan Kuminga, who is is great, and get Moses Moody, who is just mm-hmm. unbelievably good. <laughs> and it was so surprising to it's me. It's one of the most difficult names to say in the NBA, by the way. Mo- Moses Moody. Did you hear Perk? Yeah. <laughs> Kendrick Perkins on the draft coverage last night. He attempted to say Moses Moody eight different times uh-huh. and could not do it. it right. Was, <laughs> right, right, right. Moosey, 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 Moody, I don't know. Um, and the know. Spurs drafting Primo at number 12, which was just a surprise. I mean, obviously the yeah. That was one of those where I had to go. Um, who? Uh, why? <laughs> yeah. Why? Uh, you picked the wrong guy from Arkansas. <laughs> that's, 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 I think you said sending the wrong thing. I think you just said an Arkansas guy, and they just they didn't know which one you're doing. Right. Um, other than that, I don't know. I thought it was just a pretty good. It was exciting. There was a lot of trades, a lot of things going on. You got the news for the Westbrook going to the Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, so now the narrative starts to switch. I just I thought they gave up a lot for Russell Westbrook. I mean, that's I don't. I think they. Here's here's. I think they fleeced him. Honestly, really, because here's the thing for me: you, you do get Russell Westbrook in return. Mm-hmm. I, I I you can't deny who and Russell, two second round picks and two second round picks. The thing is, th- their depth is going to be it's going to be tough for them. Mm-hmm. What are they going to do? It's July. There's going to need, but they need to address this. The bench they have zero. Like there's nobody there. Um, you know, there's reports of Carmelo coming and joining them, which I think would be a really good idea because I think he can still give you 15 points off the bench, um, can help with the offense in the second thing, but they need to get some defense and because KCP was one of their better defenders, mm-hmm. um, Kyle Kuzma's hot garbage. So good luck with that Washington. <laughs> See, but that, that to me is why Los Angeles absolutely won the trade. Yeah. They gave up three dudes yeah. who were major disappointments last year. Absolutely. Kyle Kuzma has not developed into into a star. And he you know what was it uh during the during the finals run in the Two bubble. Years ago, yeah. 
uh, LeBron James was talking about Kyle Kuzma. He has to be. He has to. He has to develop into our third. He's got to be our go-to third guy. Mm-hmm. And he never did. No. And, and so I, uh, useless. Bye. See you later. We need a piece that's going to help us win. Montrez Harrell, sixth man of the year last year. Yeah. Where was he this year? It was crazy how bad he was this year because I thought that was the move of the offseason was was the Lakers getting. I mean, Montrez is, Harrell. Is there a uh, is there an award for tenth man of the year? <laughs> yeah, because Montrez might have been on the short list for tenth man. of the I year. I don't even think he played in certain playoff games. Like he <laughs> he was a coach's decision right. in playoff games. That's not good. And then Contavious Caldwell Pope, which I mean, I thought that was just a bad marriage to begin with. Right. Um. You know, Kuzma could do a change of scenery. Might be good for him. Um. I think that you know Washington does get three players that they can play. Hmm. In in return, and you know Bradley Beal's been on a lot of trade discussions. He's actually talked a lot about wanting to stay in Washington and then build around him. Well, yeah, now he's the guy. Yeah, now he's the A number one. He doesn't have to compete with Russell Westbrook. So or we'll see John what Wall we'll, or we'll see what happens with them. Um, I don't know. Yeah, you gave up the twenty second pick in the draft that ended up becoming Isaiah Jackson. Yeah, Kyle Kuzma, Montrez Harrell, KCP. To me, those were all. Inflated contracts that you did not get production out of. Yeah. So, bye. Yeah. There's a whole lot of talk today about, you know, LeBron James and and Russell Westbrook. How are they going to play together? Mm -hmm. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give you the spoiler alert on this one. It's going to be really, really well. Yeah. That's how they're going to play together. They will figure this thing out. And, And my initial reaction to the trade last night was... LeBron's getting older. Mm-hmm. We saw we saw this past year. He yes. missed a st- he's he's lost a step. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to be the guy that's driving the basket and initiating the offense anymore. I think he wants to be more of a more of a spot up shooter. Mm-hmm. Even though that's not the strength of his game. Yeah, he's the strength of his game is still driving the basket, and yeah. he's going to do plenty of it. Don't get me wrong, but what I'm saying is this will take the load off of his shoulders of having to be the spark plug that initiates everything in that offense. Right. I think the over-under on the Lakers' three-point percentage as a team for, for next year is probably at about 27% right now. They don't have a single shooter on this team. Yeah. not, not well, get, I mean, they'll get one. Not one. I mean, it's it's it's. if you look at the Lakers <laughs> right now, it is bad. Anthony Davis might be the best three-point shooter you have on the roster right now. And he was awful this past yeah, year. Exactly. Um, a couple of moves that were, you know, I thought one of the big surprises were I think New Orleans kind of got a really good. They they were able to get Valanciunas and the seventeenth pick, which was ended up being Trey Murphy, who I think can project well in this in the NBA style. Six mm-hmm. eleven guy who can shoot. Um, you know, he's left handed, so people are automatically looking at him like Demondis Bonus. I don't think he's going to be that good, but he can play. I, I, I really like that move for New Orleans. Um and I it, I guess this is was their attempt to try to keep Zion around and see what happens with that team. They're one of those teams where they're they, they could really do a well to kind of build around him a little bit if they can, and I thought that was a pretty decent move to start off right mm-hmm. there. Um you know, they gave up Steven Adams, they gave up Eric Bledsoe, but that was like a lot of money. They gave up the tenth pick, which Zaire Williams ended up being. So, I mean I think that was a win for the New Orleans uh, Pelicans, actually. Okay. I, I I can go down that path. I am surprised that not more people that more people are not talking about the Orlando Magic. 
Mm-hmm. To me, they were one of the winners of last night. I won't crown them the champions mm-hmm. uh, of last night's draft, but I thought they were definitely one of the winners, having Jalen Suggs fall into your lap. And I really like Franz Wagner. Right. I think he's got a, he's got the ability to be a really solid NBA player. He's never going to be a star. I don't think he'll ever be an all star. I know you know, but I do believe that he's he's going to have the chops. He's a guy that has the outside shot. He can hit from mid range mm-hmm. as well. Um, he is a big body. He's not going to be able to defend as well as he did in college at the NBA level because everybody's just going to be so much faster than he is. But there again. I mean, all draft picks are maybes. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, uh, we talked about this is probably the deepest draft we've seen in a long time. But again, um, I still look at the first round and I look and see and I maybe see. I don't. It was tough for me. Depending on what you way you want to look at it. All stars. I probably see probably five possible all stars out of this. Mm hmm. Good NBA players. I could actually see around 15, 16 players out of that first round, to be honest with you like serviceable eight to 10 year players in the NBA. And that's what you almost want out of your draft picks in the past couple drafts. You've looked at this, maybe what you've had two or three that maybe can be all-stars and then guys that are automatically going to the G league. Mm -hmm. I think most of this first round will actually make a roster and not end up in the G league. Like most first round picks do. Absolutely. You know what I mean? There's just, I mean, you keep going down. I, I mean, obviously the biggest the surprise at the Spurs, I don't, I have no idea what they were doing. That was just absolutely crazy. <laughs> I mean, what with Joshua the, Primo? I just don't understand it. I think the Hawks getting Jalen Johnson at number twenty was humongous. I know that he had he left Duke early, but God, the guy's six nine. He can shoot. He can score. His first game in college, he got nineteen points and nineteen rebounds. Like that's one of the things for the Knicks. I was looking at that. and I'm like. As it was falling, I was like, oh, my God, we're going to get Jalen Johnson. That's going to be really awesome. Mm-hmm. No, it didn't happen. It was really bad for me. I, I want to see how his defensive game plays in the NBA. I just think at number 20, when you can get a guy like that on a team that's coming up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like that, Atlanta, just it was, that was great for them. Mm-hmm. Any other surprises, guys that didn't uh, get drafted or anything? Look, that- all, here, on draft night, I'm happy for all the guys. Yeah. You know, this is a dream come true. You get to play in the NBA. You're, you know, mm-hmm. you're realizing the, the thing that you've worked on since you were probably five years old mm-hmm. of, you know, realizing the dream of becoming an NBA player. Right. However, um, when you get picked in the lottery, by the Sacramento Kings, <laughs> I think it's got to be one of the most bittersweet moments of your entire life, yeah. and I really, really feel for Davian Mitchell. I did too. That he's gonna I, I, go. He is gonna go to the NBA equivalent of Siberia. Yeah. It just you look at I, I and the problem is that I love his game so much that I just was like, oh, this poor guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, good luck, good luck. That's just such a dysfunctional franchise. I, I, they need to get out of Sacramento, go somewhere else, and try to restart I mean, the you're franchise. Gonna, you're going to take all the same people with you. It's it's got to be something different. I mean, if the franchise moves, all of the uh, all of the I, GM I, and stuff is yeah, going to go I, with duh, them. I know that. Okay, uh, I'm, just, I, I'm just saying. Just making sure you knew that if they moved, they weren't going to be trading everybody in the front just, office. It's just not a place people want to go. It's not. No. You, you can't win. They're, and the, and the bad thing is, is that. They have really good players. Mm-hmm. I mean, De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese Halliburton, and mm-hmm. now you got Davian Mitchell. Yeah, you've got really good players on that team. 
that are just going to waste away into nothing. Yeah, I like Rashawn until Holmes they, and, uh, un, until their contracts come mm-hmm, up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, what did uh, Jeremy think of Trey Mann going to the Thunder with 18th pick? Was he thinking it was a little high, a little low? I know he's a Florida State fan. No, so. he was uh, he 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 was fine with it. Um, yeah, I mean Trey Mann, kid out of Florida. I think it's a great pick. Yeah. I wasn't too mad at anything that happened last night. Yeah, to be honest with you, um, Phoenix getting Dayron Sharp from North Carolina with the twenty ninth pick in the draft, I thought it was great. And then he got traded to the Nets. Did he? Yeah, <laughs> I didn't see that. Yeah. When did he get traded to the Nets? Uh, I have it listed right here: twenty ninth pick, Suns draft Dayron Sharp. Sharp officially traded to Nets. Huh? 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 <laughs> Well, you know what? I like that even more now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Luca Garza getting I, going drafted all the way down at fifty-two to the Pistons. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I hey, you can get a guy like that at pick number fifty-two. I think he can be a decent player in the NBA. I never thought he was going to be a first-round draft pick, but there was a lot of people who said he was. Um, I'm surprised he fell that low, but you know, at least the Hornets didn't pick the you know. <laughs> The guy out of North Carolina or Duke or go for the player of the year. Right. Uh, I was surprised with what they did. I, I, that's why I'm pretty high on what the Hornets did last night. I think all in all, if you look at what they did overall, and they got the best name in the draft. Balsa Kaprichova? No, they got JT Thor. Oh. <laughs> <coughs> what did you say? Who was the name? Balsa Kaprichova. Oh, no, 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 not him. From Florida State. Yeah. Where did he end up going? He was To Charlotte. And then traded to the Pistons. What do you do? You, what did, did, did you get too drunk last it, night? No, at the, I'm just I'm just looking at the um, yes, yeah. yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. Hornets. Draft, it was a night. Also, it, 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 it was a night where too. I went. Yeah, I don't. I don't really remember a whole lot from what happened last night. Uh, <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. See, and the and the site that I'm looking at has nothing about the trade to the yeah, to the Nets. I'm, I'm on NBA.com, so I'm hoping that or they have the uh, <laughs> or to who did you say to the Pistons? To the Pistons. Yeah, no, there's nothing on here about that. Okay. Thanks a lot, ESPN. Yeah, <laughs> I'm on NBA.com. I'm, I'm assuming that they have a, just <laughs> have it right. I'm I'm, hope, I'm hoping that NBA.com is doing well. I'm sure they probably yeah. are. Um, late late pick. Another late pick I wanted to talk about because I haven't talked about it yet okay. was there was two names in the second round who I think are going to be really good, and one of them is going to be oh my god, where am I? Ayo Dosimo Dos Ayo Dosunmo Ayo Dosumo going to the Bulls at thirty eight mm-hmm. was a pretty good uh, second round draft pick, and Jared Butler, who ends up being. From what they're saying here, Pelicans draft Jared Butler officially traded to the Jazz via the Grizzly, so he gets to the dra- goes to the Jazz. I like that pick there too. Those are two second rounders I think are going to do some damage. Yeah. Okay. Uh, my favorite second round pick was Sharif Cooper. Oh yeah, I like Sharif again. Cooper. That was an Atlanta pick, and yeah, why not? I, I, or why not? Right? No, I let's thought Shari- adding right. young talent to a team that's already young and doing well. To an amazing scorer in the backcourt that mm-hmm. you can put out there with Trey Young. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. Yep. I think that's going to do just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, lots of winners last night from the NBA draft. Did you? I mean, I guess Dallas has to be your loser. 
because they didn't do anything. <laughs> they, they don't have anything. <laughs> they didn't really do nothing. Who did they get? Nobody. No, nobody. Uh, anyway, it was it was a lot of fun. And the most important thing about what happened last night is that uh, uh, we don't have to talk about the NBA at all for a for while. For a while. For a while, because now we can just move our attention to. Uh, the end of the baseball season. Yep. We can move our attention to football, which is getting ready to start up. Yep. 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 I, so I heard a stat today. This is the that, last that week. We'll, you know that, right? We'll okay. kind of show how the dominance of NFL football, two and a half times more people watch the NFL draft than watched mm-hmm. the NBA draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think a lot has to do with the fact that a lot of people don't know who who any of these guys are. They don't. Even if you're a college basketball fan, you don't yeah. know who a lot of these guys are because they've only... They've only stayed there for a year. Yeah, that's the problem. I have no emotional connection. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm happy for Dayron Sharp going to the NBA. Yeah, but uh, I mean, he had a little rental. He had a little rental in Chapel Hill. Yeah. and uh, see you later. It's not like you got two or three years with these guys like you used to. You know, fifteen, twenty years ago, and mm-hmm. you're like so invested in them when they got drafted. You're just like crying <laughs> for them. Like, yeah, he got finally got drafted, my boy. <laughs> Can't wait to watch him. ESPN Asheville ninety two point nine FM eight eighty AM and fourteen hundred. Thanks, Spencer. Brian Haynes. We'll be right back. It's ESPN Asheville. 92.9 FM, 880 AM, 1400. Again, this uh, first hour of the program, as always, brought to you by Ingles. Low prices, love the savings. I'm Tank Spencer, Brian Haynes alongside, filling yes, in for the Ginger Avenger. Yes, we we had fun last night uh, coming up with new nicknames for <laughs> Jeremy. Uh-huh. That, that. So one was the Ginger Avenger. Okay. Uh, another one was the Ginger Ninja. The Ginger so Ninja. I've, I've, I've successfully squeezed both of them into this program. Success to me. Uh, <laughs> Excellent. Anyhow, Excellent. today is the uh, Major League Baseball trade deadline. Uh, it will officially lapse in 33 minutes. There's been some big names. Big, big names have been traded. This is probably the most exciting trade deadline for the Major League Baseball in quite some time. There have been a lot of moves. Uh, Kyle Schwarber. Among them, going to the Boston Red Sox, of they, course. They get old Bam Bam himself. Uh, Max Scherzer and Trey Turner both going to the L.A. Dodgers. Stop it. Good grief. Exactly. <laughs> Good grief. And then, of course, you had the Yankees coming up with some big bats as well. Go yeah, ahead. I know you want to talk about it. It's fine. I mean, as a Yankee fan, <laughs> uh, what did I say literally Tuesday on the show? We need to get some pitching. Mm-hmm. Uh, either we get some pitching or we should basically be the conscientious sellers or, you know what I'm saying, kind of figure out what we're going to do. Right. And what do they do? They go get Joey Gallo, who strikes out our home runs, and Anthony Rizzo. Or I love Rizzo. Let's be clear here. He's awesome. That's going to be great. Luke Voigt is probably going to get traded now um, in the next 33 minutes because there's just no, there's no spot for him now. Mm-hmm. But we didn't need another outfielder. We got 455 outfielders. But Joey Gallo in Yankee Stadium with a 314 314- <laughs> feet fence in right field. Ah, you know, that could go pretty well. Right. Um as long as he gets the bat on the ball, you know. I'm I've seen I've seen some stats that there was probably about 50 of Joey Gallo's fly balls that would be home runs in Yankee Stadium, which is pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. Uh the Chicago Cubs are blowing everything up. Yep. Yep. Looks like they're trading Javi Baez to the Mets. And Chris Bryant is still on the trading 
and Craig Kimbrell, Craig Kimbrell mm-hmm. went across town. Yeah, he's the, going to the south side. Going to the south side. <laughs> that don't happen very often. It doesn't. It doesn't. But now this is uh, this is the first trade that we've seen in this uh, little period here, where uh, a guy has stayed in the same city and gone to a different team. Uh, and we also had the weird, hey, we're playing you today, but we just traded you thing. Yeah. With uh, the Seattle Mariners and the Houston Astros the other day. Yeah. I thought that was, that's always fun. Um, the Phillies- one, of my, one of my favorite uh, stories when I was a kid learning about baseball was, and the name escapes me, I can't remember what his name was, but the guy that got traded in the middle of a doubleheader. Uh-huh. I don't two remember the yeah. I mean, this was back in like the 80s. It might have been the early 80s, maybe the late uh-huh. 70s. They were playing a doubleheader. I think the Minnesota Twins were involved somehow. Mm. And they were playing a doubleheader. And in between games, the guy from one team got traded to the other team. And so he <laughs> immediately suited up for the second game of oh, the wow. doubleheader with the other team. That's pretty neat. I always like those. You know, they were talking about, they were trying to get rid of that by making it, extending the deadline. That was kind of part of what they were doing to not have this happen. Right. But, you know, you like those, you know, a guy gets traded in the middle, and then all the hugs and everything, the respect from the teammates, it's always usually pretty good. Uh, Philadelphia was able to acquire Kyle Gibson and Ian Kennedy from the Rangers. Um, a source is telling uh, us here that that's a pretty, Philly's getting two pitchers. I think Kyle Gibson was one of the better pitchers on the market. Um, mm-hmm. Ian Kennedy has always been a, a solid you know, a couple of years ago, he won 20 games, but, you know, he's not as good as he used to be. But, hey, right. any arms that you can add is good. You know, I would have liked those guys on, on the Yankees. That yeah. could have that would have been that would have been helpful. <laughs> and the Atlanta Braves making moves as well at the trade deadline. We'll give you the deta- details on those after we get just a bit outside. The Sports Tag. Just a bit outside. All right, here's the 411, folks. All right, I believe it was just last week, Jeremy brought you the Just a Bit Outside feature story on the beds at the Olympics. Right. That we, they, so in the Olympic Village, they set up all of these beds for the athletes that are made out of cardboard. Right. And apparently the weight limit on it was supposedly supposed to be like 400 pounds or something like Uh that. And the story came out or somebody had said that the reason that they did that was to make sure that there was no physical activity on the beds in the Olympic Village among the athletes. That's what we're calling it now. What? Well, I mean, you got to keep it clean. This is a family show. Absolutely. I uh, just want to remind you of that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but the Israeli baseball team uh-huh. apparently decided that they were going to test out this theory and see just how much weight one of these recycled cardboard beds would actually hold. Mm-hmm. So Ben Wagner, who's an outfielder for Team Israeli, mm-hmm. uh, he got all of his teammates together in his room and posted a TikTok video. Uh-huh. It was very well edited, very well done, uh, where they said, let's see how many Israelis does it take to break a cardboard bed. Okay. They got up to nine. Nine. Nine baseball players, fully grown men, jumping all at once on the bed 
uh, that's what made it collapse. And still, the outsides of the bed, the the support posts, did not budge. So they all but jumped was, on the bed at the same time. <laughs> right. Yeah. So they, they weren't doing any physical activity. No, on no he started at one, and it was just one, one jump. Yeah. So one guy gets up, he jumps. Two yeah. guys get up, they jump. And they went on and on and on and on and on until the bed finally broke. They got a. They got nine guys on the bed before the in the the middle supports of the bed collapsed, mm-hmm. and now he's he's been forced to apologize. What? What? Yeah, yeah. Um, ben Wagner has now apologized for any offense that was taken because of his like. Who did you offend? Like who got did offended you, by that? I mean, did the did the Tokyo Olympic Committee get all upset because you broke one of their beds? I, I mean, I feel pretty certain you could go down the street to the liquor store and yeah. get a whole bunch more boxes yeah, and just have them sleep boxes. on that. Oh uh, God forbid! <laughs> I think what the whole idea was they were trying to be eco friendly at these Olympics. True. I think it's because they I mean, aren't a lot getting of- any money. <laughs> They're just like, here, guys, we're going to do this. Let's be honest. It's a little bit clearer for them. No, I mean... They're nice. Mm-hmm. They're nice little beds. They're disposable. They can be recycled. It's the best option. Right. When you're putting on an event like this, because that's one of the things that is the big, the big hang-up for right. hosting cities, is yeah. the cost of putting on these games yeah. and all of the infrastructure that you have to put into place. Yeah. And so, yeah, when it came to the beds, they were like, hey, you know what? We should probably use something that's going to hold one person mm-hmm. and we can just toss it out or, reci- or recycle it, I guess. Not toss it out, but yeah. recycle it after it's done. Yeah, great. I thought it was a great solution. Genius to it. idea. However, apparently, uh, Mr. Wagner has offended. <laughs> people by oh my god testing out the strength of the beds yeah. I, th- I thought he was doing us a great service absolutely and, and he was doing a solid to all of his other athletes who were afraid of amorous activity on the beds now, now they, they know. know they can now they know we can have eight people on the bed and it's not gonna break i'll start with the volleyball players <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah speaking, Easy now. speaking of the olympic baseball yeah um at the Olympic Games in Tokyo, one of the best amenities for the athletes might be the bullpen car that is being used for the Olympic baseball games. The car, equipped with a chauffeur, a digital display board on the front, and a baseball glove thrown, has been quite the hit for relief pitchers entering the Olympic Games. Uh, it looks awesome. If you go to ESPN, they have a picture of it. It's basically like a throne uh, as a glove, and they get chauffeured into their thing. Now, this is something, the question came up when we were talking about this. Mm-hmm. Bullpen cars used to be a thing. They did. They used to be a thing. So in 1960, Cleveland was the first Major League Baseball team that to use a car bringing relief pitchers to the mound. The bullpen car, sometimes much more than a glorified golf cart, was a stable in Major League Baseball. It, in one of many efforts to improve pace of play, MLB has discussed bringing the cars back. And in, in 2018, the Arizona Dimebacks were the first team to bring back the bullpen car. I don't believe there is any other teams using the bullpen car at this point. No. I think a lot of the guys are now running full speed into like to get hyped up. They're coming into music and all kinds of things like that. I mean, one of the greatest things in all of sports is when Enter Sandman hit. Yeah. And Mariano Rivera would come Mm -hmm. in and just strike out every single person he Mm -hmm. faced. Um, Until he had to face the Red Sox in the playoffs, right? Oh, my God. (laughs) Why you got to be bringing up old stuff, man? I'm sorry. I. Yeah, I felt it. I felt I had to throw that in there. Yeah, they they, they did pretty well on that one. You know, kind of broke the curse. Yeah, that know. one. Yeah, that one. That one. That was it. That was it. 
That was it. Mariano, Ma- Mariano was awesome. I just like. Yeah, I, I I just love it that you try. That's, that's the one thing that you can say about Mariano Rivera yeah. is that he he blew those he, games. Yeah, he blew all of those games with the Red Sox when they made that epic comeback. Yeah, down three one, and we all know the story. We've uh-huh. heard it before a thousand times. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, God, I really and hope the, gra- the the greatest was at the ring ceremony the next year. Uh-huh. Because we played the Yankees on opening day in Fenway Park. Mm-hmm. They had the ring ceremony, and before they called out all the Boston players to come get their rings, they introduced all of the New York Yankees individually. Mm-hmm. And when they announced Mariano Rivera, he got probably the loudest ovation I have ever heard. <sighs> From any play, because this, remember, this was, yeah, what, a, a, a year removed from the whole call the Yankees my daddy thing yeah. with uh, Pedro Martinez. For sure. And so it was just our chance to get them back for that. <sighs> if Boston wins the World Series, I, don't, so I, I don't know if I'm going to be able to handle you anymore. I don't think anybody's going to be able to handle me if, if that happens. If Tampa Bay and Boston win. I mean, win think is, about it. You know, Georgia could win the national championship in football. Uh, Carolina could win the ACC in football. Uh, it's It could just be a magical year. Oh and now Kai Jones is going to take the Charlotte Hornets to the NBA title. Oh, over yeah. LeBron James and Russell Westbrook. It's going to be I awesome. Think, I think you said the eighth seed in the Eastern Conference wrong. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't have them all win at the same time. Yeah, yeah. yeah, let's, yeah let's, let's be honest here. No, anyway, back to the back to the story here. The bullpen car that they're using at, yeah. for the baseball at the Olympics is phenomenal. Uh-huh. But they truly... Should bring back the the bullpen. Card. I think it's cool. I, I I like it. You know, especially in to, you know in this day and age with all the things. I mean, you could use one of those smart cars. Yeah, that's about the size of a bullpen car from the right. old days. They could dress up a one of those. One yeah, of those. I remember back in like the in the early eighties, the New York Yankees used like a Datsun. Yeah, they had like a pinstripe <laughs> Datsun going out there. It was awesome. <laughs> It's just the, I always the, wanted one of those. I was always art, like, "Oh my god, if I could only get my hands on one of them." Yeah. The art and the joy of the bullpen car is just missed on on today's generation. And it I is. think that's something that we need to bring back. Well, Everybody should have their own bullpen car. Maybe we will see from this from the Olympic bullpen car. We might see this in the future in the NFL, in the NBA or yeah. and MLB. I said NFL, NBA, and now I'm saying MLB. That's <laughs> Kind of the course report. Uh, yeah, but uh, being brought out on a giant glove throne. Yeah. Like, it, I, I mean, it's basically like you're on like a mini float in a parade. Yeah, there's like a digital screen in front of him. Like, he, I guess he can watch his own little show for the 25 seconds he's in a, a bullpen car. Whatever. <laughs> so good for them. I mean, if you if you just want to check up on the on the swimming events or maybe, something that's going maybe on. Maybe can... he's got uh, analytics to whoever he's coming in to face on the screen. There you go. That'd be it. That'd be a nifty little thing to yeah. have. Yeah, this guy, you know, you throw him the fastball down the low, curveball him to two, you're good to go. <laughs> Maybe we'll see it happening. It's just, it's one of those things from you know yesteryear yeah. in baseball that I bl- should be us, brought back. Uh, us old timers want to see be brought back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I, I said it. Yeah, it we're old. Yeah, it happens. Just let one guy bust his ACL tripping in the outfield or oh. something, and maybe yeah. we'll get bullpen cars back. Yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> or that some well, the same thing could happen from the grooves that the bullpen car leave in there. Someone trips over that in yeah, the outfield. Now that is a possibility as yeah. well. Yeah, that is. Um, 
I don't know. To me, that would open the door for so so much more uh, entertainment sure, value. Sure, sure. I mean, because who who doesn't remember the movie Major League? Oh yeah, when he takes the bullpen <laughs> card to Rene Russo's house. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And they why all, don't we have that anymore? The Braves used to have one that had the big hat on the top of it. That's right. I remember that. I think and, I used to have the, like a baseball card with Sid Bream. Yeah, driving the car in the Dale Murphy days. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. This is one of those things that we'll never get back. Never again. No. Nope. Never again. No. Nope. Well, I mean, Arizona has it. I mean, it's 2021, so they might not even have it anymore. For God's sakes. Yeah, they brought it back in what was it? 2018. 2018. <laughs> Stop that. Stop it. Uh, Major League Baseball, though, the Atlanta Braves at the trade deadline. Uh, you know, I didn't think that they would be buyers at the trade deadline. I thought for sure after the Ronald Acuna injury, they would be like, okay, let's just hold what we got and we'll, we'll go all in for next year when everybody's back and everybody's healthy. But they are pressing forward. They picked mm-hmm. up Jock Peterson uh, last uh-huh. week. And now uh, it looks like they've gotten Eddie Rosario uh-huh. from the Cleveland Indians. They've also gotten Adam Duvall from the Marlins, mm-hmm. um, and uh, yeah, that's that looks to be oh uh, Stephen Vote mm-hmm. from the D-backs. Well, there you go. So I mean, they're they're making moves. They're not giving up. They're trying. They're, they're not giving up. <laughs> that Rosario deal is pretty good, although Pablo has been like the best pinch hitter in all of baseball this year. He's great. That one week he hit a home run every single time he got up. Right. <laughs> I mean, so. Yeah, I you know there, there there's going to be some big. I, I still think there's going to be a lot of action going on. How, how what do we have? Eighteen minutes left now. Yes, we have eighteen minutes left on there. You know how that goes down. You know the last five minutes usually of a trade deadline can sometimes be the most exciting. Mm-hmm. And if the Cubs just get rid of Chris Bryant, they might as well just. I don't know. Wrigley, they might just blow up. Like, oh yeah, we got our, yeah, we got our World Series. It's, it's, it's all over. Yeah, it's quite obvious that uh, there is going to be a brand new uh, era for the Chicago Cubs. They are officially in rebuild mode. Wait till next year. Brought out a whole new meeting again. Yeah. Any wonder why uh, Theo Epstein decided to 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 move on? I got to get out of here. Yeah, remember that whole thing about how I like to be in here? I don't like it so much anymore because this is not going anywhere. Yeah, I need to it's, leave. You and, could easily telegraph that. Yeah, I need to leave and go win another World Series for another team. You know, like That would just be, just write it down that Theo Epstein's the greatest of all time. Uh, anyhow, any more news breaks in the baseball world, we will let you know here mm-hmm. in the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Without Jeremy Green, with... Brian Haynes. Yes, sir. Here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. Uh, as far as the actual baseball goes, uh-huh. um, I mean, is there any, is, is there a major disappointment for you? Because I will say this, I was a little put off by the whole Dodgers trade. The Max Scherzer, Trey Turner deal. Yeah. To me, it was, because it had been reported earlier in the day, I guess I had my heart set on that that Scherzer was going to end up with the Padres. Uh-huh. Because that was the report yesterday morning. That would have been awesome. Of course it would have been. Mm-hmm. Because, look, the Dodgers, we know they're great. We know they're a great team. They won the title last year. They've had some struggles this year. But they're still one of the best teams in baseball. They are. This just cements it that San Diego's probably not going to beat them. 
Well, I see, I don't, I, I don't know how you. I mean, the Giants are actually know. winning the division at the moment. I get that, uh, and their best record in baseball, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But here's the thing: I don't know how sustainable that is, mm-hmm. and I don't know that they can hold off the Padres and the Dodgers for the rest of the season. And I don't know how what their prospects are of. Dodgers have not had. The, they've had a lot of injuries this year. Mookie Betts isn't playing great. He's still got some injuries. I mean, Trey Turner's got COVID, and he's coming across that, so he's going to have to wait. Max Scherzer's still Max Scherzer, and that just gives you just a crazy, crazy, crazy rotation when you have to pay when you have to play them. Um, it, it's it comes. To, it's weird. Baseball is just that weird sport where you can be the best team in baseball all year long and whatever three pitchers on your team get hot, if they all get hot at the same time, it does not matter who you're playing. They're going to win. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, when I go into a, a playoff with the MLB, I look at who has the hottest pitchers going right then, because that's basically who wins the world series. If you have three pitchers on your roster that are hot, then these guys are going to win the world series, no matter how, whatever big juggernaut of a team that you're playing is I've looked at with the Yankees for every single year for the last uh, whatever. <laughs> is when we want to talk about disappointment. Disappointment is not getting any pitching. <laughs> oh, for the New York yeah, Yankees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, i I want to see I want to see San Diego in the playoffs. I, I want to see San Diego in the playoffs. I want to see that team is fun to watch. Fernando Tatis is obviously one of those guys that I, I we talked about the young players in baseball, and I, I, I like him a lot. Um, I think Toronto made some big moves, and they're only four and a half games out of um, contention of the wild card as well. So mm-hmm. they could do some stuff. They got Jose Barrios. Barrios. Wow, why can't I can't say a single name today? I don't know. I'm so glad that you're here. Were you hanging out with Kendrick Perkins last night? <laughs> yeah, I guess I was. I <laughs> oh man. Um, you know, th- it's going to be a good end to the season. We're going to have some runs, and we're going to see what's going on. Um, I don't know if there's any teams that are, like, really down and that are going to make a big moves. I think we kind of know who's going to be fighting for playoff spots at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's see what happens. Yeah, it did not go well last night uh, for, for for your Yankees. No, again. Um, it, it, it went almost as badly for my Red Sox yeah. last night. God. As we were sitting there doing the draft coverage, I was watching the ticker and I saw Yankees lose fourteen to nothing. I went, ha, 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 and then it popped up. Red Sox lose thirteen to one. Well, okay, mm-hmm. I guess I'll just take my ball, yeah, and go home. Exactly. Well, we're just gonna have to see what happens. How many? How, what are your? Th- there's gonna end up being because every year in MLB, there's always one guy who, for some after the trade deadline, ends up being available for trade. You know how that works every single year? It's always weird how that ends up working. Right. I wonder who that's going to be this year. Don't know. Some pitcher, somebody that's, you know, they decided to get rid of them. Uh, Chris Bryant. It could be Chris, Chris Bryant. Chris Bryant's going to be my guess on that yeah. one. Because, I mean, now he's the only thing that the Chicago Cubs have. Yeah. And if you've sold off all your other pieces, why are you going to hang on to that one? He's probably like, get me out of here as fast mm-hmm. as humanly possible. Like, I don't care. I thought it was cool, you know. Anthony Rizzo, um, they were and they went to Wrigley. The family did. They took a bunch of pictures. They did a little bit of a tour. He left the stadium. All the fans were there to give him a, a good send off. That's the kind of guy you want on your team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm really happy. I think I said not too long ago we were talking about this in Sportsocracy every day at right. 10 a.m. On, on, on YouTube yeah. uh, about how you know how Rizzo was going to look really good in pinstripes. 
Yeah, he's gonna look really good in pinstripes. Yeah, he is. He can't pitch, but you know he's gonna be. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he's gonna look. He's gonna look really good on that uh, on that offense. Yeah, but uh, I mean. I brought this up on Tuesday when yeah. we were talking. You keep having meltdown after meltdown after meltdown, and the only thing you did was subtract relief pitching. Yeah, yeah. At the uh, deadline, uh, got rid of our best uh, reliever. That was yeah. that was a good good, good move. Yeah, that's uh, that Brian Cashman guy. He's he's really got it going on, doesn't he? Yeah, he. I think this was his last ditch attempt at saying uh, I'm going to be the GM for the New York Yankees because. <laughs> Uh, it's ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 880 AM, and 1400. I'm Tank Spencer. Brian Haynes is alongside today get filling back, in. Get back. For the Ginger Ninja. Yep. Jeremy Green. Uh, we talked about the NBA draft in the first part of the hour. We talked about the Major League Baseball trade deadline. Again, we'll keep you up to date on anything else happening. Six minutes now to go before mm-hmm. the trade deadline officially passes in Major League Baseball. But we've got... Uh, another fun little exercise here. Undrafted free agents okay. in the NBA. We've okay. got signings to report and some guys with some local ties here okay. that are also uh, being involved. First off, congratulations to Isaiah Miller of the UNCG Spartans. He is now a member of the Minnesota Timberwolves organization. Oh, good for him. Good so, for him. Yeah, there's, uh, there is that. Uh, then there is also... Uh, Chandler Vaudrin, the triple-double machine from Winthrop. He is uh, going on to the Cleveland Cavaliers. He's their only undrafted free agent signing, and uh, unfortunately, that's not going to work out well for him because they are bad. Bad, 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 bad. Yes, Carly Jones, who was the Big South player of the year, uh, but of course transferred to Louisville. He got picked up by the Boston Celtics. Sam Hauser from Virginia also going to the Celtics as well as an undrafted free agent. Um, let's see here. Let's see some other names on this list uh, worthy of mentioning. Of the Los Angeles Lakers, we talked about how depth was going to be a real problem for them after the Russell Westbrook trade, and they sent Kyle Kuzman, KCP, and um, uh, who was the other one? Uh, Kuzman, KCP. Montrez Montrez Harrell. Thank you. Montrez Harrell. Uh, They have picked up three undrafted free agents Uh today. One of them, uh, Mac McClung from Texas Tech. Yep. Not a bad shooter. Joe Ayayi. Ayayi. From Gonzaga, who had 40% of his three-pointers this year. I think he could make that team. I would agree with that. Uh, The other one, Sean D. Brown from Michigan. The Miami Heat, they have been all over the place. They have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They have eight undrafted free agents that they have reached agreements with, one of them being Javante Smart from LSU. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I have noticed... Pons from Tennessee goes to the Memphis Grizzlies. And I've noticed that Quincy Guerrier, who left Syracuse early, has still not been picked up on the draft or <laughs> any undrafted free agents. Uh, the oh, the one guy who will serve forever as Jeremy Green's example of why the going straight to the G League from high school is not going to work for uh, work for everybody... Uh, Dacian Nix mm-hmm. ended up getting picked up by the Philadelphia 76ers. He did. He did. Aaron Henry from Michigan State also going to the 76ers as well. Mark Vidal, who was uh, on that Baylor National Championship team with Davian Mitchell and Jared Butler and Macy Oteague, he got picked up by the Portland Trailblazers. Speaking of Macy Oteague, he was picked up by the Utah Jazz. Yes, he was. 
and that they were able to secure Jared Butler and Maceo Teague now. Maceo mm-hmm. Teague, as we all should know, played here at UNC Asheville yep. before transferring over to Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um, another couple guys that with local ties, DJ Stewart from Duke was picked up by the Sacramento Kings. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> and uh, the New York Knicks picked up Amir Sims from Clemson. Right on. Right on. The ACC Player of the Year, Moses Wright, was an undrafted free agent to the Toronto Raptors. And Jay Huff from Virginia goes to the Washington Wizards. So lots of guys getting contracts uh, after last night's NBA draft. Sports Center is coming out next. They'll have, uh, of course, any breaking news from the Major League Baseball trade deadline. We will break it all down for you uh, coming up after the top of the hour as well. Plus, we'll talk some football because now that the NBA draft is over, it's yeah. football season. Football. This is the Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. You look at my numbers, I'm... I'm balling. Beer City's best sports talk is on the air. Get involved. Call 252-4348. Tweet the show at Sports Tank ESPN. The Sports Tank. Come get you some of this. Can't wait. It's ESPN Asheville 92.9 FM, 880 AM and 1400. The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green. Without Jeremy Green today, and we have filling in for Jeremy Green, Mr. Brian Haynes. Hello, 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 folks. <laughs> the Yankee fan extraordinaire <laughs> oh. of, in, of uh, sportsocracy, NFL draft fame, <laughs> where he said Kadarius Tony was the last need he, he that was, we needed. He was definitely the last need that we needed. <laughs> The football oh, and, and, and we haven't got the chance to talk about this yet, but but old fat Kelvin Benjamin, he just he just can't do it. Uh, he just can't lose weight. Poor guy. He was stealing food. <laughs> I think that was an internet rumor. I don't I, think that I, was actually I, true. I know it was really funny. He he kind of went on a rampage um, talking about Joe Judge after after being cut. And I'm like, yeah, that's what you want to do well, if you're trying to make it when you want to make a comeback. Is you know, I mean, let, 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 let's be honest. Uh, he went on that little rant because he's an idiot. Yeah, because when the coach tells you, hey, you need to lose 14 pounds before you come back for training camp. Uh huh. And then he comes back weighing three pounds more than he did when he showed up to OTAs. Right. What do you expect's going to happen? Well, I can't believe that they would follow me around and single me out like that. Uh no, yeah, that's 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 not singling you out, buddy. I mean, right. If everybody had come to camp 12 pounds overweight and or excuse me, that's not the math. What's the math there? Uh 17 pounds overweight. And then they and then they said, "Hey, Kelvin, you're we're getting rid of you cuz you showed up 17 pounds overweight." That would be singling you out. Mm-hmm. It's not singling you out when somebody says, "Hey, this is the benchmark I expect you to reach." And if you don't reach it, Guess what? You don't you don't have a job anymore. Mm-hmm. That's that's not singling you out. No, it's not. And he will never get another chance in the NFL. <laughs> Absolutely not. That's going to be the last. And he shouldn't. No. The funniest part of that to me was how is Kelvin Benjamin the guy who I know what's best? Yeah. The team tells me they want me to play at two fifty one, but that's not that's not going to happen. That's I'm a tight end now. I need to be two sixty eight. No, yeah. you don't. No. I mean, he did pass the conditioning tests. A couple of their conditioning tests they want need to have under seven second fifty yard dashes. He did that. Mm-hmm. He did add muscle. It's not like he came in 
He wasn't fat, fat. Right. You know what I mean? It wasn't look like he was, you know, prior to this. Uh-huh. But, I mean, come on, dude. Like, just just give it up. Give it up. Stop talking. Never come again. All right. It looks like the uh, the trade deadline has passed in the Major League Baseball without uh, the Atlanta Braves adding anything else. Mm-hmm. So, no bullpen upgrades. No bullpen for, upgrades. For the Atlanta, uh, the Atlanta Braves. Yep. Um, Chris Bryant, though, that is the uh, see, yeah, see how my predictions go. Yeah, I make a prediction, and not ten minutes later, Chris Bryant's gone. He yeah. is now going to be a San Francisco Giant. That's awesome for him. It's amazing for him, and he gets to be on a contender again. Mm-hmm. And uh, look, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is about San Francisco. You look at that roster, and you go, they're okay. Every single year, it seems like mm-hmm. you look at that team, and they're picked last in the division, and somehow they win the World Series. <laughs> it's like what well, that happens. I mean, it has been a while. Yeah, it has been a while. But there, that's Chris Bryant getting out of there. Thank God, because I didn't want him to be the lone guy still left in. Of that core that won a World Series, um, he gets out of there. He goes to a contender. He's a happy man. Well, I mean, I'll give him this: the Chicago Cubs. When you're gonna, when you're gonna blow it up, blow it up. Yeah, and they sure enough did. Yep. Everybody is now uh, gone from that team, except for Jason Hayward. Isn't he still on that team? <laughs> does, does Jason Hayward still play? In Chicago? I, I have no idea. That's <laughs> that's really sad that I don't know that. Um, the Yankees were able to pick up a left-handed pitcher. Andrew Heaney, uh, former number nine pick overall in 2012 draft. He's got a career record of 30 and 36 with an ERA around 4.57. This year for the Angels, he was six and seven with a 5.27 ERA. Does that put us over the top? No. Mm-hmm. Does it give us another arm? Yeah. Whatever. I think they gave him a couple prospects and some cash and a bag of baseballs and some baseball bats <laughs> and a little bit of pine tar. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. No, oh, we can't do that anymore. No pine tar. No, no more, no more pine tar. Uh, uh, because it, baseball. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anything else uh, comes out breaking about the Major League Baseball trade deadline? Yeah. We will bring it to you right here in the Ingles studio. Second hour of the program, by the way. Uh, listen to... The Sports Tank with Jeremy Green, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app, live or on demand. Mm-hmm. And the second hour of the program is always brought to you by Wicked Weed Brewing. Check out our friends at WickedWeedBrewing.com. Wicked Weed, drink different. Big news in the NFL today is that Carson Wentz is going to be out indefinitely with a foot injury. There's nothing uh, more than so I it hate. Begins. I, there's nothing more of a of a designation of an injury that I hate more than out indefinitely. Mm-hmm. What in the world does that mean? Uh, it means exactly what it, what they intend, that we don't know how long he's going to be out. It's it's The word indefinitely is always taken by people to mean, oh my gosh, he could be out forever. He's out for the year. No, no, inde- that's not what indefinitely means. Right. I mean, remember a couple of years back when... Uh, um, Mike Shashevsky, yeah, suspended one of his players indefinitely, and he sat out a game. A game. That's what indefinitely means. Yeah. See, I have trained myself over the years to go. Indefinitely doesn't mean forever. 
and definitely means we don't know. Mm-hmm. We don't know how long this is going to last. But he's got uh, some kind of foot injury that they're testing out with the medical staff with the Indianapolis Colts to try to figure out exactly how bad this situation is. Um, We're you know, they're going to hold everything right. They're going to hold everything close to the vest. Uh, Jacob Eason was in there taking the snaps with the starters today at training camp. That's that's their backup plan, which that's if if that's their backup shouldn't be, plan shouldn't be a backup plan. Oopsie. Uh, yeah, I think your backup plan should be a little bit more, but still plenty of time to figure out things before the start of the season. If this does end up being something more serious for Carson Wentz, but yeah, who's shocked? Yeah, yep. Carson Wentz. Uh, you know, I thought, or I was hoping, I guess that the. The change of venue to Indianapolis would be some rebirth, and it still could be. He could just be, you know, banged up for a week, limited in practice, and then everything's going to be fine after that. Right. However, it's not good news when you got it within the first week of camp. Your quarterback, who you just traded for, and Ryan Kelly got hurt too. Ends it. Yeah, I saw that. He he had a collision with Marlon Mack in practice. Uh, and so your Pro Bowl center is also on the shelf for a little yeah. while. Ugh. So things haven't started out great at Indianapolis Colts camp, but uh, Carson Wentz with the foot injury, he's going to be out indefinitely. Again, they lost their backup. Jacoby Brissett is gone. He is now the backup down in Miami to Tua Tunga Bailoa. And so it begins. Uh, the... The mash unit of the Indianapolis Colts. Yeah. It has followed Carson Wentz from Philadelphia to Indianapolis. And this is what happens every single training camp, every single thing that happens. The first couple weeks, we see a lot of injuries, and you just hope that your team doesn't suffer the worst of them. Because, God almighty, it could be some things range from torn ACLs to, you know, a sprained ankle. Right. And you never know how bad it is until they see some specialist. Or he's going to see the number one foot specialist. You yeah. Know, so it's it, it, the fact that they're calling this a twinge in his foot tells me it yeah. can't be that serious. He has some history of injuries, and I mm-hmm. think they're to that foot as well. So there is some concern, but we'll see what happens. I mean, he has been injury riddled in his entire career. Yeah. I mean, 2015, broke a bone in his wrist. 2016, chest rib fracture. Uh, 2017, that was the ACL tear. Mm-hmm. Then he broke his back or broke a vertebrae in his back uh, in 2018. Had a concussion in 2020, and now he's got a foot thing. Yeah. Uh, this definitely qualifies as injury-prone. I would say so. <laughs> that would, I, I would say that, that exactly when every single year you have some injury, that, that injury-prone is something that And it's you, something different. Yeah. That's the thing. Like, if it's the same thing happening over and over and over again, I'll give you a little bit of a break on that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But... When it's something different every time, and it's all over your body, yeah, you know, the right knee, the chest, the head, the, the you know, the the left arm, it, it's it's bad. It just keeps coming. And coming. It is. It is. I, I still think he's he's got the potential to to have a phenomenal bounce back year this year with the Indianapolis Colts. But this was to steal a phrase from 
the discount Jeremy. This is the last need that the Indianapolis Colts needed. That was the best part about coming in today. Oh, Eddie Fox, you know, our good friend over there, comes in. He's like, oh, we got discount Jeremy today. Yeah. I was like, yeah, that's right. All right. Yeah, he will no longer be known as anything else. <laughs> yeah, or, uh, or discount Jeremy. Then Tank said, when you want to order uh, Jeremy Green on Wish, and this is what you get. <laughs> it's Bingo. all right. It's all right. You know, I'm here. I'm here to serve. Right. Uh, Mr. Last Need, we needed. Have you, have you, have you heard anything else about, uh, your head case of a, of a wide receiver that you Not picked in the up last in the couple first days. Round? Well, that's good. I mean, he's on the COVID list now, so yeah. at least he's away from the facility and he can't do anything else. I just love that it make, every time something happens with him, it makes my freak out a little bit more acceptable. Oh, absolutely. Every time something happens, um, if you have not seen that, go take a look at it. It's pretty funny. <laughs> um, I might have thrown in some Chris Farley imitations in there and lost my mind a little bit. But, you know. Yeah. <sighs> it just, it's not, it's not looking good. Not looking good for that kid. Start to a career in New York. No, no. Before the COVID thing happened, what was it? He just he he What what were the issues? There was the him? wrong cleats. Oh, that's right. The wrong cleats. There was an injury that he was taking off. There was the talking bad about the fans because they were you know killing him for his rap albums. I can't remember what his name was. Like Young Juicy or something. <laughs> something Young Juicy. I don't know. You know these. These new rap names these, these days. I just these, these kids these days and their rap names. God, you know, the old whippersnapper over here. Holy <laughs> cow. Yeah. Are you 60 years old? Almost. Almost, <laughs> almost 60 years old. I feel like every morning I wake up, I need a crane to get out of bed. Oh, you poor guy. Yeah. Oh, Lord, give me the strength. Uh, yeah. What, what are we looking forward to coming in for your season with My Tampa season? Bay? Uh, yeah. You know what I'm looking forward to uh, in my season with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I was thinking, I was hoping that there was some sort of you know have we come off of our soapbox yet? No, 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 there is zero. There there are zero negative stories coming out of Tampa Bay right uh-huh. now. In fact, the one that was posted today at two o'clock this afternoon, Tampa Bay Buccaneers quarterback Tom Brady ditches trademark sleeve on his left knee. Yeah, he's not even he's not so he's not even wearing the brace anymore. Now he's not even wearing the sleeve on the leg that got, uh, you know, that was where he, uh, the left knee was the one that he tore the ACL in 2008. Mm -hmm. Then he started wearing the sleeve on it and has been wearing it every year since. Just concerned that something's going to go wrong. Right. Mm, He's not doing that anymore. No. He came out the first day of practice, had it on. Second day of practice, he pulled it down onto his calf Mm -hmm. so it wasn't bracing the knee at all. And now he's just ditched it completely. He's not even bringing it out anymore. So now they're get they're 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 feeding us feeding us all this narrative of Tom Brady is better than ever. Mm-hmm. He yes, he's forty five years old or whatever he is forty four years old. Mm. But he's apparently in the best shape of his life. He understands the playbook way more this year than he did last year. He's got a connection with everybody on the team. He's the solid leader. And now, after finding out that he played all last year with a torn MCL, he had surgery on it and it's repaired. And guess what? He's better than ever. Uh, It's the hype machine that will not stop. I know. And as a fan of the team, I I can't not eat it up.
I'm sorry. I, I just this is one of those situations where be careful of how much too much hype you give to somebody. Nah. There's been several teams who have won the offseason and not done very well in the NFL. I mean, remember the super team that the Philadelphia Eagles had a couple years ago? No, with like Namdi Asamoah. They, they called him the dream team when Vince Young got signed there for some reason. Like, oh, my God, we signed a backup quarterback. Now we're going to win because we have the dream team here. Right. Be careful what you wish for. No, no, I don't think I will. Don't think I will. And you know what? Uh, if your team was in the same situation, uh, I have a feeling that you'd be feeling the same thing. Yeah, probably. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'd probably you tell me you were down on the uh, New York Giants after those two Super Bowls. Oh, no. I thought we were definitely going to come back and win again. Of course again. you did. Of course you did. <laughs> I mean, you you would be insane not to think so. Right. Uh, you know, I'd... I I don't go down that path. Uh, Jeremy likes to accuse me of being the guy who said, "Oh, we're you know we're not going to lose a single game, and we're going to blow everybody out by thirty points." Never said that. Well, Never said that. I've heard you say some a couple times that you'd go undefeated. You asked, and I gave you my answer. <laughs> you said, "Do you think you could go undefeated this year?" And I said, "There's always a possibility." Yeah, apparently. There's always always a possibility. I mean, there's a possibility that the, the, the Detroit Lions could go undefeated this year, but uh, no. uh, it's not great. Undefeated in the loss column. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, that would be completely defeated. Yeah, completely defeated is what I was actually trying to say. No, I mean, everybody's got a shot. <laughs> you got a shot to win every game you're in. Oh, there's an, uh, the Red Sox have made another move. Have we now? The Red Sox acquire right-handed pitcher Hansel Robles from the Twins. Done. Lock it in. World Series. <laughs> World Series. No doubter. Just drop the mic. Let's walk off. Give us the trophy now. It's probably going to end up being the Sox and the uh, the Sox and the Dodgers again. Yeah. In the World Series. I'm I'm okay with that. That would be pretty good. I, mean, I think everybody uh, keeps glossing over, and I'm going to keep reminding you. Uh, Chris Sale's coming back in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's the one thing I've been looking at <laughs> when we looked at the standings earlier, and I was like, well, that's at least another five-game lead right there. Uh-huh. And you've already got a, you know, what? what's our spread now on Tampa? We're three games up? I believe Something so. like that? The Cardinals have acquired left-hand pitcher John Lester from the Nationals, and the Nationals continue to get rid of everybody as well. Nice. Nice. So, I'm, I'm glad to see him still, he still has a job. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> a job. Still can't throw to first base for a pickoff. Well, I mean, everybody's got a weakness. <laughs> Not everybody can be Tom Brady. Oh, for the everybody love else of has a weakness. <laughs> oh, I just want to die. I was like, we were talking the other day. One of the one of the best ones I got Jeremy with the other day was uh, we were talking about Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. Talking about Simone Biles and her dropping out of the out of the team competition. Of course, now she had dropped out of the individual competition as well after that. Uh, but I brought up the fact that. You know, she's 24 years old. And right. She's competing against, you know, I, I, heck, I think there was one there, there was one uh, competitor for one of the other countries that was like 15 years old. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's over the hill, basically, well, yeah, for, for a gymnast. She should be collecting ARP, you know right. what I mean? So. Right. Father time comes for us all. Unless you're a god like Tom Brady. And then, you know, mm-hmm. father time doesn't have any say over the gods. Oh, my God, we have something trending from the NFL. Uh-oh. What happened? Is it breaking news? Can I hit the breaking news? <laughs> no. Oh, no, no. That's it. not that. 
Tim Tebow caught a touchdown pass from Trevor Lawrence in the practice. Oh, stop it. <laughs> Come on. Do we have to do this oh, every day? Oh, man. It's so funny. It's a Tim Tebow reminder every day. It's so funny. Um, it's <laughs> I just I can't wait till he gets cut from this team. Uh, right, 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 right. I mean, uh, Pat McAfee put out, I thought I just saw a lightning strike. <laughs> Is, why is he on? Why is he on the same field with Trevor Lawrence? Are they putting him in the first team reps? I'm sure. I'm sure. That's Urban, crazy. Urban Meyer is giving him every opportunity to make this team, and he, you know what? He may do it. Oh, Urban may just keep him around just because he's a storyline. I mean, I'm sure you've probably seen the meme on social media that if. By some chance, Trevor Lawrence throws a touchdown pass to Tim Tebow during the regular season this year. You should just turn off all media. Yeah, because the national media is going to go apey for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, have you seen the the uh, the war of words between Usain Bolt and Tyreek Hill on on this race? No. Yeah. So they're you know Tyreek Hill believes he's faster in a forty than Usain Bolt. Okay. Um. I could see that. So the same boat said, I went to the NFL Combine one year. I ran a 4-2-2 in some sweats and some street shoes. Come on, Tyreek. You got no chance. And Tyreek says, line up, then stop hiding. Nice. Um, I want to see it. I would love to see it. I mean, but come on. is, is Usain Bolt's a couple years past what he was doing. He's not in the Olympics this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, for all I know, Usain Bolt could have been eating 45,000 Big Macs a day. I'm for the last sure couple years, I'm pretty sure he hasn't. Okay, well that's good. <laughs> I mean, I haven't seen a picture of him lately, but I'm not saying. I just all these guys. It's always, it's always, it's always. They want to race. They want to race. They want to mm-hmm. race. And I think we should. I think we should lean into it. We should let them have it. We should set this up. It's like the the cavalcade of stars. Mm-hmm. Let's have uh, you know an, an NFL Olympics. Yeah, I mean, obviously Byron Jones is going to kill everybody. Yeah, of course. I mean, he's got the world record for the long jump. Yeah, he does. He does. So I think he's got that event locked down. But I would like to see it. I would love to see a race that matches up all the all the burners in the NFL. Mm-hmm. And sure, put them against former Olympians. Let's see how they can do. Absolutely. I'm not going to expect them to win. I mean, honestly, you, you, you line up Tyreek Hill next to Usain Bolt. Who, do you, who are you taking in that race? Usain Bolt. Yeah. Every time. And I don't care that he has He's the it. fastest man in the world. Right. Like, I don't. He look, He took time to smile at a camera while winning an Olympic gold medal. <laughs> right. Like, he looked over, smiled at a camera, and still beat everybody by, like, a, a whole step. Right. But like, when, the, when the receivers want to get into this back and forth about who's the fastest and we need to race each other, mm-hmm. okay, let's see it. Right. I mean, I you see, see so they put out a video on YouTube or, or on social media. I want to say it was about two weeks ago, mm-hmm. and Aaron Jones and Tyreek Hill raced, and Tyreek just dusted him. Of course, I mean, by he had him by a good five steps. Yeah, I mean, I want to see Tyreek Hill. I want to see the cheetah take on um, fast man in the world. Take on DK Metcalf, the Bolt dude. DK Metcalf, yeah. DK Metcalf went out and ran, ran with the uh, ran with the Olympians. Didn't do too bad. I mean, I mean, he for, made it look respectable at least. I I, I didn't. I, he did well 
You know what I mean? Like you're going out there I mean, with the I fast. Think he, food. I think he finished like seventh or eighth. Yep. In the heat, he wasn't last, and that was the important thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like I tell my kid at football practice every day. When you when you're when you got to run the suicides at the end of practice, just do me a favor, bud, and don't be last. Mm-hmm. Don't be the one kid that gets yelled at because mm-hmm. he's because he's the slowest one on the team for sure. Uh, been there, done that. <laughs> didn't feel great. <laughs> got a and t-shirt. You know what? Just don't be last. Yes, that's all I ask. Don't be last. Give forth the effort. That's all you got to do. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Atlanta, Jeff Passan putting mm-hmm. out that Atlanta is getting uh, Jorge Soler. Okay, from Kansas City. He um, he's batting like two sixteen, I believe. Um, yeah, power hitter though. He hits. He is he, a power hitter. He hits bombs. He can leave the yard. So there's another another piece that the Atlanta Braves have have now added to their team. And they've added some pop. They've added some pop. I mean, Adam Duvall either strikes out or home runs. Jorge Soler either strikes out or hits home runs. So there we go. The Phillies acquired and Freddie Galvis from the Orioles. Well, from the Orioles. From the the Orioles. The Orioles? Oh, my God. I looked at Orioles. I said, Orioles. Like the Orioles. The Orioles. <laughs> the Orioles. Yeah, yeah, that's, I think, what I was going for. That's who uh, Kung Fu Panda plays for. Ooh. The Orioles. Uh, <laughs> yep, he sure does. Or at least that's who he will, uh, that's who he'll be playing for after all of these moves are made. Yeah. Something tells me old, uh, old Pablo Sandoval might, might not be hanging around. Mm-hmm. in Atlanta too much longer. You're in the Sports Tank with me, Tank Spencer, and Brian Haynes filling in for Jeremy Green on ESPN Asheville. We'll be right back. On the weird scale, there's Vegas, there's Florida, and there's Asheville. Let's get weird, Asheville. All right, time to get weird on a Friday afternoon here on ESPN Asheville, 92.9 FM, 8.80 AM. And 1,400, 226 people in Canada are going to be sharing in, if approved, a $13.3 million settlement. Okay. Uh, All of this stems from a doctor known as the Baby Whisperer. He was a fertility doctor uh, up Uh in Canada. 82-year-old Dr. Norman Barwin. Norman Barwin is facing the class action lawsuit because it has been discovered that when he was giving fertility treatments, he was using his own seed. Oh my goodness gracious! In all of the women, in uh, his uh, in his attempt to, I guess, repopulate all of Canada with a bunch of little Doctor Barwins. Procreate. Unfortunately, uh, you know, he did not have permission to yes. use his own specimens. Yes. And at least 17 children, there are 100 children involved in this lawsuit, 17 of the children have been confirmed to be the biological offspring of Dr. Barwin. Oh, my God. Part of the $13.3 million settlement, if it is approved by the judge, it has not Uh been approved by the judge, so we don't know that that's going to be the final number. However, part of the settlement will all will include a new DNA database set up so that they can actually determine how many of the 100 children are actually Dr. Barwin's. How, how long ago was this that he did this? <laughs> it doesn't give me a so time are frame. So are these children under over the age of 20 or 40? Because I was wondering what at what age did he do this? Because it couldn't have been... Ten years ago, 
You know, I, mean, I don't know. Does I his mean, seed still work at age seventy-two? I mean, he is a fertility doctor, so he probably could have frozen a whole bunch of samples ah, ah, and then used that yeah, in the yeah, process. Yeah. I need. Um, I, we need more. I, I mean, feel like this is one thing you should. You know, you should know this is not cool. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, without sort of letting people know what you're doing is is, is kind of creepy a little bit, a little, a little creepy. A little creepy. Yeah. I think this is very creepy. Very I creepy. think this uh, ends up on the uh, Joe Biden scale of creepy. Actually, oh, give uh, me a break. <laughs> sorry, I had to throw it in there. Uh, anyhow, thirteen point three million dollars settlement. Uh, one of the one of the women who has a daughter mm-hmm. who was conceived yep. this way um said she's she's really unsure about this whole thing yeah she, rebecca dixon she said I'm, I'm i'm not sure we're ever gonna actually achieve any closure out of this because you you can't undo it it's it's something that we're gonna have to live with for the rest of our lives like my daughter is is my daughter but but she's not my daughter mm-hmm. but but she is but then again she's not i'll tell you what what, what will help that uh, a portion of thirteen point two million dollars. It could, it could. Which uh, in Canadian, which in Canadian dollars is what forty five cents. I don't know. I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I, I mean, honestly, I don't think there's an amount of money that would soothe my anger if I had known. You know, I mean, uh, it's it's, yeah. it's it's one thing I can look at my children and go, "Yep, those are mine. They're uh, act, they're just carbon copies of me." But when you're in this situation, you're going to, I mean, me and my wife had to go through this. Yeah. I mean, we went to fertility doctors and we tried for years and years and years to get pregnant. Right. And it never happened. And if I ever found out that the doctor was the one that like he swapped my sample (laughs) for his sample Uh, and now I'm raising his kid, like, oh, we're going to have, we're going to have some problems. Yeah. Uh, yeah. (laughs) That probably wouldn't work over too well. Yeah. Anyhow, so, um, at least, uh, hopefully, there is going to be a huge chunk of money in this yeah. uh, for all of those families that have been affected by that. It's that's sickening. Yeah, it's absolutely sickening. The guy had to, had his uh, medical license revoked well, back so. in 2019. Thankfully, uh, for all of this, uh, the College of Physicians and Surgeons of Ontario called his actions quote beyond reprehensible. I would like to know does this doctor have any children of his actual own through a wife to where they're about to lose their inheritance because their dad was a psycho and I would then be pissed. <laughs> so even karma. more karma is really bad. So a Canadian uh, a Canadian I just said we were talking about Canadians not a Canadian a right. Connecticut based TikTok star just just received a Guinness Book of World Records. Can okay. you can you guess what it's for? The shortest tiktok ever no that's not true um it is having the world's largest mouth gape what so, a samantha ramsdale 31 went viral multiple Wait, times whoa, on tiktok whoa 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 yeah this story just took a whole nother level she's got the largest mouth and her name is what samantha ramsdale mm-hmm. uh-huh mm-hmm. so uh she went to move leading to <laughs> seek the guinness world book of world records for the largest mouth. So apparently, she's actually gone and done TikToks, like duets with the man who has the largest mouth gate. His is four. Oh. Four, four, four inches. Oh, my. Yeah. So, um, you know, this week's episode of Mom and Dad, Are You Proud? goes to <laughs> Samantha Ramsdell for having the largest mouth. Insert joke here. Insert anything there. I mean... 
There are a lot of there. There is a lot of possibility for records so here's to be the broken thing. here. I've, I, there's sometimes, you know, when I'm a you know significant eater. You no, know, no, really? Yes, we 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 we've gone down this path before. Here, if people know who I am, I uh, my prolessness in the eating factory is very very well high. Right. If so, you're new to the program, uh, I will just sum this up by saying: one day, uh, Jeremy and I sent Brian out to get lunch. He came back with two giant bags from Wendy's. Uh, Jeremy and I have both had ordered uh, two of the the tiny little dollar menu sandwiches a piece. Yeah. Uh, he had nine of them. Yeah, I had nine. Nine yeah, sandwiches. It was still hungry. It was still hungry afterwards. Oh I could have gone for ten. Yeah. Yes. But anyways, <laughs> there's been there's I've been in situations where they're you know, you know, you know a real big burger or something and you can't get it all in there and then it ends up slopping. Yeah. With a mouth like that, oh the chomps could be fantastic. It could be. It's fantastic. That's what I'm saying. This is this is a path for a lot of world records to be broken. Yeah. I mean, there's got to be a world record for, you know, most marbles in your mouth, most yeah. french fries, most uh, hot dogs, most uh, whatever. And this takes shooting a hot dog down a hallway on the Oh mean. gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. Uh there is uh there's going to be an emergency meeting. Uh-oh. In the world of the NCAA. Oh, boy. Board of Governors announcing today that um, they are going to convene a special constitutional convention in November. What? There will be an NCAA constitutional convention coming up in November where a 22-person constitution review committee made up of presidents, Commissioners, athletic directors, students from every division of the NCAA 1 through 3, and some independent members of the NCAA Board of Governors will make up this 22-person Constitution Review Committee where they will not just tweak how things are going, but Mark Emmert says this is a wholesale transformation so that we can set a sustainable course for college sports for decades to come. We need to stay focused on the thing that matters most, helping students be as successful as they can be as both students and athletes. They are going to rewrite the rules, and I fully expect the NCAA is going to come in and say, you know what, we got nothing to do with this anymore. So here's the thing. We do this, we, we do championships and that's it. This meeting should be to say the no the NCAA no longer exists and Mark Emmert how that guy is he one of the top five biggest a holes of all time? <laughs> like let's let's be for real. I can't stand this guy at all. What are they going to do? I mean, what at this point with what's happening? I feel like the only thing they're going to do is make things worse by doing what they're doing right now. Meeting, we're going to drop this whole new constitution. Guess what? It's 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 not going to work at all. And I, it's just it, I think is this their their power play? Is this the NCAA's? Is this Mark Emmert's power play here? Is this the only thing he has left? No, there is no power play left. Right. Mark Emmert ceded all power when he said decentralization. When the words "maybe we should just decentralize football" came out of his came out of his mouth, um, he lost all credibility. 
He has no more power now. Now it's the NCAA trying to figure out how can we still exist as an organization. Mm-hmm. Bare bones, we're not going to be involved in this, uh, you know, trying to police these NIL payments. We're not going to be doing that. I, at least this is my guess is where the NCAA is going to go. We, we take care of the championships and that's it. Yeah. We have no enforcement abilities anymore that's going to be all left up to the conferences to handle congratulations uh now greg sankey head of the sec this is your job now now you have to police all of your schools and if you want to say that you can't have boosters give money or there needs to be uh some kind of regulation on that that's going to be up to the conferences we're not doing this anymore right and the ncaa is out Exactly. I have a feeling that's what's coming out of this. Uh, Constitutional Convention is going to be in November. Okay. There will be action on whatever comes out of the Constitutional Convention in uh, January. Mm-hmm. Good grief. This is not going to happen real well for them. So basically, he said this, this very dynamic environment has created a really unique opportunity for us, I think. Mm-hmm. Weird. To take advantage <laughs> of this time and consider what college sports governance model should be and how it should function and what its role is in the 21st century. He's basically saying we can't do this no more. Right. Uh, and then he goes on to say the schools need to come together and create an organizational structure and define the way that they want to make governance decisions. Basically what he's saying is <laughs> here schools, you figure it out yourselves. Yeah. That's what's what. Yeah. That's what's going on. Uh, they need to come up with an organizational structure. Okay, uh, we did that once. Yeah. Do you know what we called it? The NCAA. Oh, yeah, exactly. I know. Like, like, I don't understand what he was saying. Seriously. And, and and I think I think when people say I think in the middle of a a sentence like that, it <laughs> tends leads me to believe that they have zero idea what they're doing. Well, look, let's be honest. The 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 lack of leadership with the NCAA has long been an issue. Mm-hmm. We have talked up and down about Mark Emmert and his in inef- um, his inability to run things properly at the NCAA level. Yeah. I mean, it's it has gone off the rails, and now it's completely out of their hands. Now the original the the original idea of protecting the student athlete mm-hmm. and creating the amateurism model has mm-hmm. been blown up, and so now the NCAA. I mean, we're just a, we're just a bureaucracy that is going to run your championships now. Yeah. And if you don't want us to even do that, uh, I guess we'll find something else to do. Yeah, see you later. <laughs> I mean, Division 2, II, Division 3, they're still going to need somebody to run their stuff. If in, if the if Division 1 schools all want to come together and, you know, they want to come up with the, uh, the the super conference model and the conference commissioners right. have all the power, then they're going to they're going to run their game like they want to. Right. And the NCAA can still handle the smaller things. I, w- I would not be shocked to see the Constitutional Convention come out and just completely, like he said, decentralize football. How about that? We'll yeah. just decentralize all of the revenue sports. And the NCAA can still handle softball yeah. and golf and yeah. swimming <laughs> and gymnastics and all the other things that don't make money. And Jim Beheim doing Jim Beheim things and was asked, what does this do? Oh, he yes. says the NCAA says it's out, so what do we need him for? 
Exactly. And that's exactly what I'm saying. Oh my gosh. This is like, this is like now twice in the last calendar year that Jim Beheim has opened his mouth and I went, you're not completely right. insane. Right. I mean, he is. I mean, this but, is progress. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is progress. Uh, he went, he quickly went from the most hated man in college basketball, in my opinion. Really? Uh, when oh, was yeah. that? Oh yeah. Oh, after, uh, I've told you this before. Oh, God. Uh, the UNC Asheville oh, game. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I remember all this. When stuff. his big response to to UNC Asheville almost beating them as a 16 seed was scoreboard. Yeah, and then he made the comments about how the ACC championship should never be in Greensboro anymore. <laughs> that right. it was too big for that, and we shouldn't be in this podunk town. Yeah, like you. You go with and do let, the things. Let me tell you something, Jimmy Bayheim. Syracuse is not a thriving metropolis. <laughs> Everybody has moved out of there as quickly as humanly possible. Nothing is left. Stop it. Right. So no, I've. I, there is no. There is no. Has been no love uh, yeah. for Jim Bayheim in my mind for a long time. Oh. However, the last couple of, I guess the I guess the last calendar year, yeah. like I said, he's he's. Coming around, or maybe oh, oh, maybe B. maybe that's maybe it's me. Maybe I'm the one that has changed. Jim Beheim has never changed, but I'm just getting older and crotchy. You're crotchy understanding the old man, yeah, yeah. You understand it more. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was with the hair. Uh, yep. When your hair leaves, uh, you just have Every to th- automatically become the old man on the porch, raising right. a fist at everything. Yep, like Kurt Schilling. Oh God. Oh, I hate Kurt oh, Schilling. Kurt, did you see the story yesterday? What, what the, came out about the baseball Hall of Fame uh-huh. has now decided? Yeah, we're not going to leave you off the ballot, Kurt. Yeah, remember he asked. He said, "Look, if you're not going to vote me in, just leave me off the ballot." Yeah, I don't want your, you know, your. I don't. I don't want your participation trophy or whatever. I don't want to be judged by people who didn't play the game. Take me off the ballot for Cooperstown. Yeah, because next year is his last year on the ballot. Yeah. He almost made it into the Hall of Fame this past year. Yeah. He's been so close for like five straight years now. He's been either, you know, he's been right on the doorstep of that 75% vote margin or whatever you need. You know, that top five list that is talked about with Mark Emmerich? Kurt Schilling's up there. Kurt Schilling's on that list for you. He's number four as well. Shocker of shockers. Complete and utter a hole. (laughs) Kurt Schilling, uh, (laughs) his, his bid. To be left off of the Hall of Fame ballot has been denied. Well, good by the Hall of Fame, and no, good. they're they're going to keep uh, they're going to keep putting him on there. Put your bloody sock in the Hall of Fame, and then oh, go on. Stop that! Yeah, are you? Oh, you're you're one of those. I am one of them. It's, it's come on, he's Mister Conspiracy Theory. Yeah. Who's just ketchup? <laughs> he didn't really have to have his tendon sutured. Yeah, uh, yeah he did. Yeah, he did. Yeah. How'd that uh, gaming company go for you, Kurt? Yeah, it didn't go well. <laughs> Video games were not his how, thing. How, how, how did just opening your mouth go for the last 20 years go for you, Kurt Schilling? By the way, Kurt Schilling, 16 votes shy oh. this past year oh. of missing out on the Hall of Fame. I'm so upset. Yeah, there's that. Have you been enjoying the the Olympics? I have. I have. Um, I was a little surprised that we didn't get to see Tuesday. We talked about we thought Simone Biles would mm-hmm. enter the all round. She didn't. But, I mean, seemingly he gets the gold. Another year for us to get the gold in, in gymnastics. Um, I have. I've enjoyed it a little bit. Haven't, not as much. A, I haven't watched as much of the last couple of days, which I thought was the time I was going to watch the most of it. Mm-hmm. But track and field starting to come around, and I'm looking forward to that. Although, I, had to, 
I had to go back and watch the gymnastics mm-hmm. uh, last night because of the NBA draft was right. on, and I wanted to see Suni Lee win yeah. win the all around medal. Yeah. I, I I thought that was the best story of the night. Absolutely, that I loved Simone it. Simone Biles didn't didn't make it. Uh, she's still got the twisties, and she doesn't know yeah. when she's going to be able to get back out there. There's still a possibility that she could compete in the individual medal. Uh, in some events, oh, I think she's apparatus. got the vault coming up. Yeah, she could, and I don't know. I think it's floor exercise, vault, and and the beam. Yeah, might be the three uneven individual. bars. Yeah, okay, uneven, uneven bars. bars. Yeah. yeah, she's um, she's. I feel sorry for her. The backlash that's happening right now. She's had to come back out and say, uh, "I didn't give up. I didn't quit." Mm-hmm. These kind of things. I just want people just to leave her alone. I, I I'm kind of feeling sympathetic towards her. I, I got to feel like this is was a huge decision for her, and she couldn't have come to this decision easily. It's not like she was just on a whim, and I'm just not going to do this. I feel like this has been happening for the right. last couple months. Right. And and I just, it's getting a little bit ridiculous. Um, it was really nice to see Sunili win that because I, I was hoping that would kind of take a little bit off of Simone Biles. Mm-hmm. And ca- but it hasn't. It's it, only, it only makes it, it worse. Made, only made it worse. Right. And it's just it's it's really bothersome to me. Well, I mean, it's I keep seeing people throwing out. Well, if she was a man, would she be, be <laughs> would she be treated any differently? And I got to be honest with you, I think she would. Yeah. I mean, we would be so much harder on. Okay, let's just rewind the clock about oh five months to the beginning of the NBA season. You remember when Kyrie Irving took off? Yeah. And he was like, "I need some personal time away from the team." What did we do to him? Mm-hmm. We savaged him. Yeah. Like, oh my God, how soft are you? You need time off. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. And the reaction that Simone Biles is getting and. I mean, I think it's wrong because she's actually performing an art that can kill her if she does it wrong. Right. I mean, it's it's a little different for Kyrie Irving. When he goes out there to dribble the basketball, he's not really putting his life in danger. Uh, when you're trying to do four somersaults off of a, 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 a vault, you could land on your head and kill yourself if you have the twisties. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm going to give her a break on that. And now, did you see, have you, did you know that Kyrie has... Did you see him slam the Nike shoes that they were going to put out for no. him? So he basically came out and Instagram. These are trash. I have absolutely nothing to do with them. <laughs> Nike plans to release it without my okay, regardless of what I say. So I apologize in advance. He immediately fired Rock Nation as his agency, and he's moving on. Is this oh, that's the, the Jay Z outfit? Yeah, right? this is is this the new um, player empowerment? Are they going to say they're trash so that they can sign a new deal with somebody else? I mean, him not having any input seems weird to me. They're his shoe. You would you would think that he would have to sign off on anything that was doing during the process of it. You would this. think, but Nike did the same thing with uh, with Kobe, didn't they? Didn't Vanessa Bryant come yeah. out recently and say they're putting this shoe out and I told them not to and uh-huh. don't buy the shoe? Yeah. Because they were doing some kind of new Kobe shoe? Yeah. It's the same thing. I mean, these these shoe companies can... Do whatever they want to, I guess, or they're going to and dare you to stop them. Yeah, and I, they're going to release some, and I'm sure somehow, some way, he's going to try to get out of his contract and then sign a hundred million dollar contract with Adidas. Puma. <laughs> Give him to Puma. Let's go, Puma. They had him and uh, was it Kawhi? No, that's New Balance. Who was the Puma guy? I remember it was there was a big deal. Like somebody signed a hundred million dollar deal with Puma, and I, I went, look at that. 
Puma I didn't even basketball. know Puma still made shoes. Absolutely. Um, I mean, I know they still make socks because my, my wife bought me some socks that say Puma on J. Cole. <laughs> J. Cole. He's, got he's Puma a Puma ba- guy. He's got Puma basketball sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, here we go. Uh, anyway, I yeah, I don't, I don't I, care. I, I don't care. I don't, I don't care about Kyrie Irving. Or I don't his care. Shoes. Yeah, sorry, buddy. Yeah, I'm not going to buy your shoes. I don't spend a hundred dollars <laughs> on shoes, anyways. Hi, it's ESPN Asheville, ninety-two point nine FM, eight eighty AM, and fourteen hundred. I'm Tank Spencer. He's Brian Haynes. Yep. We'll be right back. Close it out for the week. I'm Tank Spencer. Brian Haynes alongside, closing it out for the week here on ESPN Asheville. Uh, tonight, head on out to, or excuse me, tomorrow night, head on out to uh, Silverado's in Black Mountain, Irwin High School's own American Idol winner, Caleb Johnson. Going to be taking the stage tomorrow night with the throwdown, Jones. It's uh, going to be a big old party down oh, there. Yeah. So uh, go on out and, uh, and support Caleb uh, in his. In his quest for stardom, good for it's him. just <laughs> I, I I can't wait. I honestly cannot wait for tomorrow night's show down at Silverado's. Get your tickets today at Silverado's WBNC dot com. And of course, next week we got ACM artist, new male artist of the year, Jimmy Allen, will be taking the stage at Silverado's next Friday night. So be sure to hit that as well. Have a great weekend. Enjoy all of the Olympics. I, I'm I'm locked in. Yep. I'm locked in on all the swimming competitions. Katie Ledecky, mm-hmm. I get that not every event went her way, but still that 4 by 200 meter uh, relay the other night when she awesome. made the comeback yeah. uh, uh, was phenomenal. Absolutely. It's going to be a whole lot of fun, and we will be back with you right here on ESPN Asheville Monday morning. Have a good